Nerds, I hope you are all safe and well and staying home, being responsible and empathetic human beings. So during all of this COVID crazy, uh, I figured it would probably be apropos to talk about an American biochemist who worked with a lot of viral um, cells and developing medicine for some different viruses. So on this segment of A New Nerd and Nine, we are going to learn a little bit more about Gertrude Elian. So Gertrude was born 1918 in New York, and her early years were spent mainly in Manhattan. Her father was a dentist and had a practice there, but once her brother was born, the family moved to the Bronx. So the majority of her childhood was in the Bronx. She did go to high school there, and she excelled in high school with what she would call an insatiable thirst for knowledge. After graduating from high school, she entered Hunter College in New York City at the age of 15. And by the age of 19, she graduated summa cum laude in chemistry. While at Hunter College, she actually met a gentleman by the name of Leonard Cantor, who she was engaged or planning to marry. However, he became very ill and he did pass away. And with his passing, that really furthered her interest in learning more about disease and medicines. So at the time of her graduation, and this is, you know, early 1900s, she was having a hard time getting a job. So a lot of the labs or majority of the labs at the time, they wouldn't hire women, but she was able to find at least part-time jobs as a lab assistant while she went back to school at NYU to get her master's degree. So she was working at that time as well as a substitute teacher, and she did receive her master's in 1941. So for those of you that have some history background, you'll know that this is an interesting time. So World War II, while very challenging all around, one of the benefits, I guess you could say, coming out of World War II or during World War II was the fact that it did offer some opportunities for women to get into the workforce with all, uh, you know, with men fighting overseas. So she did get a few jobs in quality control and with consumer products, including her first job was actually testing pickles <laughs> for uh, grocery stores. She was doing some of these individual jobs until she did get hired at Burroughs Welcome, which is now the company known as GSK. In 1944, she started what would become a 40-year partnership with a Dr. George H. Hitchings, and he was a little bit more forward-thinking, so he really allowed her to excel and take on responsibilities in the lab. Their team took a then rather unorthodox approach to studying uh, diseases and medication. They actually looked at disease cells and the chemical composition of those to look at creating new medications to combat various diseases. And they did design drugs that would block 
viral infections. And they did this by actually looking at the difference between the pathogen or, you know, how, how the infection comes into play and normal, you know, normal human cells. So with this different and at the time unorthodox approach that allowed them to develop a lot of drugs that would combat things like leukemia, herpes, um, studying herpes that actually led to development of AZT to help treat AIDS. They also looked into developing treatments to reduce the rejection in individuals who received you know, kidney transplants. So a lot of work was coming out of their labs. She did start working to finish her PhD um, part-time at night, but it came down to a choice had to be made between the time it would take to do the schooling or the time she could focus at work. And she actually chose to stop her PhD program and continue with her work. And I think it seems like she made the right choice since the work coming out of their lab, like, saved thousands and thousands of lives. So in 1950, she was involved in the development of two drugs that would treat leukemia, and it kind of kicked off an entirely new era of cancer research. In 1978, she created a way for antivirals to be able to target just the virus and not also attack the healthy cells in the body. She created medication for things like gout and shingles. Over her career, which (laughs) extended for quite some time, she developed 45 patents in medicine. She actually held 23 honorary degrees, including a PhD from the Polytechnic University in New York, as well as an honorary doctor of science from Harvard. In 1983, she did retire, but she actually still kept working. So she held the title of scientist emeritus and consultant for her old company. And she was also an advisor to both the World Health Organization, as well as American Association for Cancer Research. And she, you know, she stayed involved in a lot of different cancer research or um, cancer foundations. In 1988, she won the Nobel Prize in medicine. In 1991, she won the National Medal of Science. And that same year, 1991, she was actually the first woman to be inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame, which is amazing. But at the same time, why was it not until 1991 that a woman was inducted? That seems a little little crazy to me. In 1997, she did receive the Lemelson MIT Lifetime Achievement Award. So after the passing of her would-be fiancé, Leonard, back when she was at Hunter College, she never married. Uh, Her work was basically her life. And when asked if she had a favorite achievement over her career, she actually said, I don't discriminate among my children. So her work was life, and her marriage and her achievements were her children. When she wasn't working, she did enjoy being the quote-unquote favorite aunt to her brother's children. 
She enjoyed photography and travel, which makes sense if she's somebody who was very curious and always wanted to learn more. But she also appreciated the arts, so she enjoyed the opera, ballet, and theater. She did pass away at 81 years old on February 21st, 1999. One of the favorite quotes that I uncovered while researching her a little bit was that she viewed scientific research as quote-unquote organized play for adults. And I think that's a great perspective. And I hope that in this current state of affairs in the world that more people kind of follow in her footsteps, take that approach, and hopefully we will move on beyond this particular virus that's kind of wreaking havoc on the planet right now. So that is the story of Gertrude Ellen, American biochemist. <laughs>